0: everyone before i start this week's episode i wanted to talk to you about an affiliate i'm excited to connect you with deb flashenberg she is a gifted yoga teacher and a leader in the prenatal yoga field deb has created a self-guided online course called who's afraid of the pregnant yogi And it's meant to help yoga teachers integrate prenatal modifications into an open-level yoga class so they can truly be seen as an expert. This training is essential for every yoga teacher who wants to make their classes warm and inclusive for everyone. I believe in Deb's work so much, she was a teacher of mine actually for both my pregnancies, that I jumped at the chance to be an affiliate. So you can check it out at... Who's Afraid of the PregnantYogi.com and when you sign up using my code podcast, you will also receive special access to a one-hour prenatal yoga class perfect for seeing the pregnant student move through a whole yoga class. Again that was code kids podcast. Thanks everyone. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mugis, and welcome to the show. This week, I am joined by Sine Hamilton. Sine is a wife, mother of four, church youth leader, certified Kidding Around Yoga yoga instructor, and a 200-hour registered yoga teacher certified instructor. Right now, she is in the process of getting her trauma informed yoga certification. She enjoys party planning, crafts, sending happy mail, dancing, reading, cooking, and a good cup of tea. Her favorite way to connect with nature is by spotting rainbows, marveling at the massive beauty and history of trees, watching countless sunsets and long, lazy days at the beach. Anywhere near water is truly her
1: happy place. Sine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm so glad you could be here. And before we started recording, I learned you are a previous guest, Mimi's cousin. So first time I'm having family members on the show. So I'm awesome. excited about that. <laughs> Um, But I want to just start at the beginning of your kids' yoga journey. How did you first get interested in kids' yoga?
1: Well, um, I've been practicing yoga on and off for roughly 20 years. Um, The mat has always been a place of solitude for me. I remember in my early years when my husband and I would go to the gym together, um, he'd always go to the weights and I'd always go to the yoga class. And he would always joke with me and say, you're not even working out in that dark room. What are you doing in there? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm really like, this is really a place for me, you know, to work out and get clarity and healing. And, um, you know, throughout my life, you know, sometimes I veered away from the mat, um, but I always found my way back. Um, Because it's such a beautiful place of clarity and healing. And so I think that's the beautiful thing about yoga. It's always there to welcome you back with open arms when you're ready. So when I experienced a corporate layoff in February of last year, I decided to take a break and stay home with my three daughters who are ages nine. And I have twins who are seven. And um, I used to travel a lot for work, so I wanted this to be a time for me to just focus on being a mom, a wife, and, you know, really just doing things that brought me joy. So I saw several Facebook advertisements for a kid's yoga training through Kidding Around Yoga. And in May of last year, I decided to sign up. I thought, hey, this would be a great way for me to get some new skills and activities to help me keep these kids entertained, you know, while I'm staying home. And the final day of the training, my kids and my husband, they came to a class demonstration and my girls absolutely loved it. it. Like during the, during each activity of the class, my, my daughter, Avery in particular, she kept saying, mom, mom, you need to do this in your yoga class. Um, and at the time I wasn't thinking that I was really going to be having a yoga class. I was just doing it, you know, to, to, like I said, to get some skills for them, but they just really embraced the experience. And that's when I realized that, wow, like every child really deserves to experience the beauty of yoga.
0: That's amazing, and that your daughter was kind of your advocate to say, hey, you, you should do this. Yes.
1: Teach <laughs> classes. <laughs> she was so excited. Now, can you tell
0: me a little bit about the kids' yoga scene where you are? I know you're in South Florida. Is it popular there? Is it just emerging?
1: Yeah. Um, actually, the kids' yoga scene here is rapidly growing, and I would say it's it's a very popular. Um, a lot of the public schools – Um, Even my kids' school, they offer a yoga after-school program as part of their enrichment. And even some local private and charter schools, they have yoga teachers on their staff, and they also incorporate it into some of their course options as a form of physical activity. And so last year, I actually was a vendor at a local college, um, they did a STEAM festival for their early um, childhood education department, and I was one of the vendors there who offered yoga demonstrations for the children. So it's pretty popular here in, in South Florida.
0: Oh, that's always great to hear. It's really, I'm learning from people all over the world, and it's, it's popping up everywhere, and it's just at various stages, um, but that's so good to hear that it's in schools. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, your company, um, Be Mindful Yoga, and why you started your own company?
1: Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, you know, after a little subtle nudge from my daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, insinuating that I was going to have a class, um, you know, I decided to create um, Be Mindful Yoga. And my mission is to create a safe, non-competitive space for every child to experience joy and be at peace with their unique self. And um, so I offer classes to kids, preteens, teens. I do mommy and me's families. And I recently started doing adult classes because I'm also 200 hour trained. So, um, I started it because the last few years in corporate America, I was no longer fulfilled um, even before the, uh, the actual layoff. I just kind of like, oh, I'm not really passionate about what it is that I'm doing right now. And I also found myself questioning, like, what can I do to make a difference in the world? So after that corporate layoff, I really had a lot of time to think about what I wanted the next chapter of my life to look out and that was not easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Many days, I really questioned um, my decision to step away from corporate America. And I felt like I wanted to run back to something that was easy because that was the easy thing for me to do. But deep down in my heart, I knew that I really didn't want to be in corporate America again. So in May of 2019, Actually, it was a few weeks before I signed up for my kids' yoga training. I attended the Michelle Obama Becoming book tour in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, my I went to New
0: York. Amazing.
1: It was nothing short of amazing. And that night, I had initially purchased the tickets with the intentions of my mother-in-law going with me because she and I were part of a book club and Becoming was one of the books that we read in our book club um, recently. And I said, I bought the tickets and I was gonna surprise her you know, to go with me. And something came up and she couldn't go. And I asked my husband to go with me. He was like, yeah, sure, I'd be honored to go. So as we went and I heard Michelle sharing her personal story that night, I started to feel less and less alone in my quest for like wanting to do more. I mean, here I am listening to the former, you know, um, first lady, and she's explaining how she often questioned, you know, her decision to be a big corporate lawyer. You know, despite her big city office, you know, the nice suits and fancy dinners, you know, she constantly felt this desire to do more and to help people. And then she said something that just really resonated with me that night. And out of all of the wonderful gems that she dropped that night, the one thing that she said was always prioritize your children and family. We owe it to God and ourselves and society to raise whole human beings. And after she said that, I thought, wow, like what better way to make an impact in the world than through our most valuable commodity, which is our children. I mean, they're our future leaders of the world. And so then I kind of connected the dots and I was like, you know, okay, maybe this is the way that I can make a difference.
0: I love that so much. She is so inspiring. And then that particular quote that you said, it's just so powerful and yes. it's so true. And for you to then follow your passion for yoga and kids' yoga and go that path. Um, And before all of this happened in the world as well, I think it's even more important now, everything that we are going through in the world right now to, to get this message to kids and, and yoga is such a powerful tool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, even, I mean, kids have always had to deal with, you know, huge amounts of stress. And I think about my life as a child and growing up and, you know, I think about the things that I had to deal with as a kid. I don't think it compa- it compares to what kids have to go through today growing up. I mean, with the Internet, with, you know, Internet bullying, you know, now we have a global pandemic. I mean, there's no play dates. Kids had to miss proms, graduations, you know, distance learning. Like there's a lot of stress. And I personally know that yoga can be an effective tool to help children cope with some of those everyday stresses.
0: Yes, absolutely. Which kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about. I know you are doing a trauma-informed training. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I am doing a trauma-informed training through Yoga Ed, and it's an eight-week online uh, course training that's part virtual video study, self-study, and then once a week um, live check-ins. And I am just engulfed in learning about how the brain reacts to trauma and all of the different types of ways that children, in particular um, in their developmental stage, are impacted by trauma and how that impacts them in their adult lives, in their behavior, um, in their health. And it's just really, really amazing information. And I am learning so much and I'm just so excited to take this new information that I've learned um, into the classrooms with my children and be a better support system uh, for those kids who do, you know, come to my classes who may be dealing with some trauma.
0: I think that's important for everyone. It makes me want to look into it. It's almost the one silver lining right now with the pandemic is doing these trainings for, for parents, at least. It's a little easier to know it's virtual and that it's yes. not something I would have to commit to um, being away from my kids for a while. So um, the yoga ed trauma training, I'm, I'm going to look into that myself.
1: It's amazing. And when we do the weekly check-ins, there are people who are connecting from all over the world um, and from so many different backgrounds of some of them are teachers some of them are social workers. And so some of them are yoga teachers like myself. So it's really great to connect with, with people who have a common goal of wanting to help children who have experienced trauma through, and help them through yoga.
0: Right. Now, how have you adapted your own business during this global pandemic when everything is virtual now?
1: Yeah. So um, I was really kind of just catching my stride, you know, with my new business, getting it up and running and, you know, had a consistent schedule for teaching in-person classes. But like all, you know, non-essential businesses, I had to stop teaching in person. So after a few few weeks of kind of sitting at home and trying to figure out, like, what the next steps were going to be, I reached out to my um, current parents, who had already paid for some classes. And I asked them if they would be interested in doing some virtual classes, you know, to wrap it up. And everyone agreed because, you know, the kids missed the classes. And so I had to make a lot of adjustments (laughs) during those first couple of classes because, you know, when we're in person, you know, I have a lot of props. We have pom-poms, we have scarves. You know, I have a lot of games and a lot of activity sheets. And so when I was doing those first couple of classes virtual, the students didn't have any of those tangible things to touch. So it was it was more challenging, you know, trying to keep them engaged virtually. So after a few brainstorming sessions, um, actually, my cousin Mimi and I kind of brainstormed together, like how we would both move our classes virtually. Um, We kind of decided to curate a yoga box. And we've um, to fill it with props so that we can use them in our classes and offer that with the virtual package. So the kids would in turn get virtual classes, but they would always also get a yoga box to accompany the classes. And that made the virtual experience so much better because at the beginning of class, I tell the kids, OK, today you're going to need your pom poms. You're going to need your scarf. You're going to need your journal. And the kids are so excited to pull out, you know, their props and actually do a lot of those activities, you know, virtually that we used to be able to do in class.
0: That is such a great idea. Yeah,
1: it's amazing.
0: You know, as much as I, and I do believe, you know, you you can teach kids yoga with no props. Absolutely. But I do feel like they enhance the experience so much. And then for them to have that at their house, I think also can inspire them to do to practice at home, even outside of your class, because they have all their little exciting
1: props for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the kids come to class and when they log in, they say, what are we going to use today? Are we going to use this prop today? Maybe it's a prop that we haven't used yet and it's in their kit, but, you know, it's going to be for a specific thing. I'm like, we're not going to use that one today. We're saving that one for next week, you know, so keep it in a safe place. So they really get excited about the things that are in there in their kits
0: that is so great! I love that. It's the first time I've heard that. It's a great idea. Thank you. Now I'm curious about um, yoga with your own children. So you said your your daughters came when you to the class that you did when you did your training. Yes. Do you um, practice yoga with them at home, and what does that look like?
1: I actually do. So my daughters. Um, They join in my kids' virtual classes every week. And even before the virtual classes, they attended my in-person classes for their particular age group because, you know, their ages fall in line with the age group that I teach. Um, And my youngest twin, she likes to invite me to private yoga sessions here at home. And she says, mom, and she gives me a little coupon that she made, that she makes. And she says, mommy, um, it's time for your private yoga session. And she takes me into a little room and she's the teacher. And she guides me through breathing exercises and um, meditation. Peace begins with me. And she teaches me yoga poses. It's just the cutest little thing. That's amazing. (laughs) And last week when I was doing my personal practice, Uh, My oldest twin, um, she opened the door and she was very quiet because they know when mommy's in here practicing, you know, to, to not bother me. But she she opened the door and instead of her closing the door and going back out, she chose to sit down by the door. And I was doing some seated sun salutations at the time and she just quietly joined in and started doing seated sun salutations. And so I invited her to come join me on the mat and she finished up with me. So um, it's beautiful, you know, to be able to experience um, the practice with them. But Jessica, I also have an older son and my oldest son is actually 26 and he is a yoga enthusiast himself. So whenever he comes to visit me, we always have mommy and son yoga sessions. And whenever we FaceTime, because he lives in Texas, we often discuss our progress with our yoga poses and handstands. And, you know, we talk about our favorite, you know, yoga instructors that we follow on, on Instagram. So um, it's quite a special bond that I even have with my oldest son also.
0: I can't even tell you how happy this all makes me <laughs> smiling ear to ear. Yes. Um, because, well, it's just an- incredible that you're, You're practicing at home, so your daughters are seeing that and and then joining in naturally, and then one daughter who's teaching you already. (laughs) Yes. And then to hear that you have your older son, that you have that bond, that's just such a beautiful thing. Yes, yes. Now, do you have a favorite age group that you teach, or do you kind of like all the ages?
1: Yeah, so um – I really kind of like the age five to eight. Um, They have tons of energy and they will try any and everything with no hesitation. Like there is no fear whatsoever. And so they're just so cute and honest. Um, But I have put out this intention that I want to start doing more with the preteens in the teen group. Um, for the upcoming school year, because I really feel like that will give me an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper and, you know, teach more things like the the limbs of yoga and just really get deeper into the actual yoga practice, which is something that I can't really do um, with that five to eight to that five to eight age group.
0: Right. It's just a totally different yes. approach with um, the tween, teen yes. age. They won't necessarily have that. Usually they don't have the same fearlessness. There's a little, <laughs> little more self-consciousness, a
1: little more, yeah, and a little more hesitation.
0: <laughs> exactly. But I think when I think of myself at, at those ages, I wish I had yoga.
1: Oh, it me made too. Made a huge difference. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Me too. When did you had mentioned at the beginning you've been practicing yoga so long? I'm just curious when you found yoga and and how you started practicing.
1: Um, Actually, it was in my early 20s um, after my husband and I married and we, um, you know, moved to Dallas, Texas and, and, you know, kind of started building our family. um, I started taking a yoga class at 24 Hour Fitness. And like I said, he's a gym guy, so he likes to, you know, pump the weights. And I'm just not that type of person. Like, I prefer, you know, a more relaxing you know, type of workout environment. And so that's kind of how I gravitated, um, to yoga. And it's always just been very healing for me.
0: And did you do your 200 hour training before you did your kids yoga training?
1: I actually did it after I did my kids yoga training, because remember I went into the kids yoga training, just thinking that I was going to get some tools for my kids. And then, you know, with the gentle nudge of my daughter, I started thinking, okay, well, maybe this is the avenue that I can take to to make a difference in the world. And then one thing kind of led to the other. And I said, well, since I'm home, you know, I may as well go ahead and get my 200-hour training because I would never be able to have time to do this if I was actually in corporate America still working. So one thing kind of led to the, to the next.
0: Got it. Okay. That's great. And having that 200-hour will certainly help you with that older age group. I do think it's important when you're working with that age to have it. Um, So I like to give context to when we're talking. And so we're in August of 2020. We're in a global pandemic. Um, We're at a heightened time, a lot of protests and reckoning with the racial injustice. It's an incredible amount of stress um, for everybody. So I've been asking my guests how they're taking care of themselves. So how are you taking care of yourself right now?
1: Yeah. um, And Jessica, first of all, I want to just say thank you for, um, you know, asking the question. I think it's a very important question to ask right now. And um, like many people, um, I'm sad, (laughs) I'm angry, and I'm really frustrated about the ongoing racial injustices in our society. And as a Black woman, Um, You know, I've had to have some very tearful conversations um, with my son um, and with my husband, you know, about some of the, you know, very brutal things that are going on right now. And so some days it's just it just seems like a lot like on social media. It's a good thing and a bad thing because you want to be on social media so you can stay connected with what's going on. But in the past couple of months, it's like almost too much because there's always another video um, that pops up in your feed or there's something negative. And so sometimes you just kind of have to step away. So one day I decided instead of just coming in my yoga room and practicing that I was going to record my personal practice and I set my camera to fast mode. And when I played it back, Um, I chose to pick a song that kind of expressed my practice that day and kind of how I was feeling. And the first song that I picked was Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, which is a beautiful song and is still so relevant today. And I decided to add a couple of, you know, stickers and tags to it. And I shared it on my Instagram stories. And I noticed that my followers really liked the videos and the messages that I was communicating. And so then that motivated me to keep recording some of my practices and adding positive comments. And really, it kind of gave me a creative outlet to express how I was feeling that day when I made it to the mat. And I got to talk about social issues that I was passionate about by using some words, using some tags and stickers, and then pairing those with some really beautiful songs um, that I felt was very therapeutic to me.
0: Are those uh, still available on your page or, or do you have them in the highlights or anything? Cause I would yeah. love to hear that.
1: Yeah. I actually have several of them saved in my um, highlight stories. So
0: anyone listening, you can follow your <laughs> handle. It's what, B E E mindful yoga. Is yes. that your handle? Correct. Okay. Oh, I'm so, that's so, it's just powerful that you found that creative outlet. Cause it's a lot of times, like, what do I do with all of
1: this? Right. Right. And emotion. Right. So th-
0: thank you for sharing that.
1: And yeah. And I got a lot, I start getting a lot of positive comments and, and likes and, you know, people asking me questions you know, um, you know, or agreeing with, you know, a tag that I put on there or a song or, you know, giving me a hand clap. So, um, it, it it's, it's very therapeutic.
0: Wonderful. Well, I like to usually wrap up with the same question, which is, um, offering a kids yoga gem. So it's basically advice for someone who might be new to kids yoga and it's like your, your little gem. So what would that yeah. be for you?
1: Well, um, I guess for me, you know, recently um, I've as a yoga educator, I've really learned that it's extremely important to be consistent for your kids um, by showing up regularly, uh, practicing what you teach, being very self-aware and just trying to be empathetic to everybody's needs. Children show up from so many different social Um, economic and cultural backgrounds. And, you know, as an educator, we can't assume that our beliefs or our practices um, are always the same as our students. So first we need to, you know, be very self-aware and empathetic to that. And so, you know, I like to think that my students or teachers just like I'm teachers, just as much as I am teaching them, I learn so much from them during each one of our classes. And, and I think that's just because children are just very pure and their truth is unfiltered. So I go in every session with my kids um, with a willingness to learn um, just the way that they come to my class.
0: I love how you put that, that um, the unfiltered Oh, it's yes. just, yeah, so natural to them. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so I, I'm i sure people are going to want to learn more about you. So where are all the places that uh, people can find you?
1: Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram at B-B-E-E, Mindful Yoga. And it's also the same on Facebook, Be Mindful Yoga. And my website is www.bbeemindfulyoga.com.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being here, for having this conversation. And I just really enjoyed talking to you.
1: Thank you so much, Jessica. It's been a pleasure and an honor.
0: And we will stay in touch and we'll talk soon. Definitely. Have a good one. Bye Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've listened before, there are a few ways that you can help this podcast to keep going. So first you can click subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave a rating and a review. This will help more people find the podcast. You can follow us on social media at the kids yoga podcast on Instagram and the Kids Yoga Podcast on Facebook. You can also email me. I love to hear your questions, comments, feedback. The Thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week.